Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers Podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer time, and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City while we're unable to get together in person. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening if possible. You can always find our readings in a short prayer at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Today is April 21st, 2020. Our scripture readings today are Psalm 10, Exodus 15, 1 through 21, 1 Peter 13 through 25, and John 14, 18 through 31. I'm Abby Murish, and I'm on staff at New City. As we begin our time together, let's pray. All-powerful God, help us to proclaim the power of the Lord's resurrection. May we who accept the sign of love of Christ come to share in the eternal life he reveals. Amen. Like Pastor Ryan, I can't choose a favorite New Testament book, but First Peter will always hold a special place in my heart. If you haven't already, take some time to read the first few verses of chapter 1 and listen to Pastor Ryan's podcast. Throughout the book of First Peter, there's a pretty specific pattern alternating between Peter expounding on the riches the believers have in Christ, and then Peter explaining what those riches mean for our practical lives. So the intro to this book and those early verses are particularly important, especially as we dive into the second half of 1 Peter 1 today. And as we're together briefly right now, I want to take some time to narrow in on verses 14 through 16 of chapter 1. Peter writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, You also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Growing up, I always equated holiness with morality. I thought holiness was a way of Jesus juking advice to be good and do better. But over the past few years, I've come to realize the call to holiness is so much more. It's about being set apart in our daily practical lives as people who follow the living God. God's holiness means that he is absolutely and uniquely above all creation and without sin. He is set apart, and as his people, we should be also. 1 Peter shows us that we are empowered to holiness because God is our Father through Christ's sacrifice, and we are motivated to holiness because of God's character and our future hope in Christ. We are able to pursue holiness because we are children of God, made sons and daughters through Christ's blood. Jen Wilkin writes that Christ's sacrifice grants us positional holiness before God. We are set apart as his children. Nothing can remove our positional holiness, and I would add that we cannot earn it. Yet, the Bible describes not just positional holiness, but also practical holiness, she explains. And that's exactly what we see happening here in 1 Peter. We see our positional holiness described, and we are reminded that God is our Father and we are His children. Then we see the call to practically live out our holiness as Christ's children and the command to be holy as I am holy. Along with that, we are motivated to holiness, to living these lives of ours defined by God and His ways because of God's character and the future hope that we have that He will return and reign as King on this earth. 
In his study guide on 1 Peter, Angus McLee explains that the motivation for a positive holy lifestyle comes from the character of the God who accompanies believers on their journey to a new Jerusalem. Rather than having their lives shaped by the world around them, they are to look up and be shaped by God's holy, distinctive character. Their behavior is to display His distinctive qualities, which set Him apart from sinners. They are therefore to mirror His distinctive love, forgiveness, faithfulness, justice, etc. Because of how we've known and experienced the holiness of God in our own lives, we are compelled to live as a holy people. We also live holy lives, though, because we trust that Jesus will return and reign as king over our world. So take a moment and think about how a school or work deadline shifts the way you plan and arrange your schedule. You probably reprioritize what needs to happen when. Some tasks might fall by the wayside, and other tasks might take on a new importance. In a way, that's how our hope in Christ's return should shape us and how we think about our lives. Knowing that He will come again, it helps us see this call to holiness with new eyes. Pursuing holiness isn't just about checking off a box. To borrow some more language from Angus McLee, it's about shaping our lives in light of the wonderful day in the future when Christ will appear. While I was thinking about this command to be holy as God is holy in the context of all of 1 Peter, I started thinking about the community ramifications for this too. You know, growing up, my ideas about holiness were often confined to acts of private piety and self-righteousness. But in the scripture, we see a much bigger vision for what holiness is. Holiness is also about becoming a joy-filled and flourishing people for the glory of God. Jen Wilkin writes that personal sin yields collateral suffering. Personal holiness yields collateral blessing. One way to love your neighbor as yourself is to make every effort to be holy, as commanded in Hebrews 12:14. God's commands on our lives are good news. And pursuing holiness is not a joy-sucking, individualistic endeavor, nor is it an abstract, cold, religious pursuit, as I thought it was for so long. Pursuing holiness is about fixing our eyes on our God and living lives that reflect Him for His glory and for the good of our neighbors. One goal of this podcast is to foster community, as we've said before, and encourage reflection in this hard season of loneliness and isolation and sickness. So reach out to someone in your life and talk about this with them. And here's a question to help you get going in that conversation. What are some areas of your life that you've been apathetic about pursuing holiness in? And if you need some help thinking about this, I'd suggest checking out our Ten Commandments sermon series from a few years ago. For me, this week, in fact, the Ten Commandments have served as a mirror, showing me how I'm not living into my identity as a beloved child of God. And maybe they'll help you think more concretely and specifically about this topic, too. If you think that this would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. 
Find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcast by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. As we close today, we invite you to join us in our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, in prayer that we would know the peace of God and be agents of his peace in these days, confident because of Christ's work on the cross and in the resurrection. To close our time together, I invite you to join me in a prayer from Every Moment Holy. Lord Jesus, grant us a true conviction leading to repentance. Indeed, it is our desire to serve you well in this day, O God, but we too often fall short of your righteousness in our thoughts, our intentions, our actions, and our utterances. We have responded at times without grace. We have chosen sometimes that which is unprofitable and which leads neither to our own flourishing nor to the proclamation of your glory. Forgive us, O King, for treasons both known and unknown. Forgive us for the harms we have done this day and for the goods we might have done but failed to do. Forgive us also for the constant condition of our hearts, for the self-serving impulses, inclinations, and desires which stand us every moment in need of a Savior. How graciously He receives our repentance, resting now, O Lord, in the certain promise of Your love, through which we are adopted as Your sons and daughters. We find ourselves at ease in your holy presence, bringing to you our diverse burdens and petitions. Heavenly Father, hear our prayer. Thank you, O Lord, that you are attentive to the cries of your children. Deepen our knowledge of you and our love for your truth. Tender our hearts to receive your words. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you this day. Take care.